0: Amen. Well, we've been in a series called In His Name. In His Name. Let's look at a couple scriptures. I'll uh, just put them up on the screen and then we'll go forward. forward uh, Mark 16, 15. It said, And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons, they will speak with new tongues, they will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. Notice he said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And then he said, in his name these things will follow. And We've talked about what in his name means. We'll touch on that a little bit more. Matthew twenty-eight eighteen. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. You go, therefore. He said, Jesus said, All authority has been given to me. You go. So he's delegating that authority to, uh, to us to get a job done on the earth. And so we are His agents to get that done. And in His name, we are to do this. We've talked about this. Look at 2 Corinthians 5.17 real quick. Just recapping some. It says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to Himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation that is that god was in christ reconciling the world to himself not imputing their trespasses to them and has committed to us the word of reconciliation let's just stop right there look at verse 18 again it says now all things are of god who has reconciled us to himself through jesus christ we've been reconciled to God through Jesus Christ, not through your works, not because you're so awesome. You may be awesome, but you're not that awesome that you could make your way to God. God does not accept a man based on what he's done. Man, I mean, you know, mankind, man or woman. He accepts people based on what Jesus has done. Now, our works make a big difference in what we experience in life and what the people around us experience. And it's very important, but that's not how you uh, come to God. You don't come to God based on your own goodness. And neither does the rest of the world. And we need to understand what this is saying here as we get into these next things. It says, now, He's reconciled us to Himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry, uh, ministry of what? Of reconciliation. That means he's reconciled us to himself through Jesus, made us right, cleansed us, brought us up, brought us so we could stand in the very presence of Almighty God through the blood of Jesus. And then he turned around and he gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Go to the next verse. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. The world. The whole world has been reconciled to God, but they have to receive it just like you and I received it. But we have to understand that the whole world has been reconciled in God's eyes. The price has been paid for everybody you know and ever have known and ever seen on TV for them to be a child of God, to come into the family. Just like you and I. See, sometimes we're like, well, you know, when we're dealing with God, we want mercy. Is that not true? Do you want to get everything you deserve? The answer should be a resounding no. If you think, yeah, I I should get everything I deserve, you don't understand what you deserve. If you think that you've done everything so perfectly that you just want the good, you don't understand what perfection is in God's sight and what it is would require, it only would, it requires the blood of Jesus. And if we got what we deserved, every single person would be in hell. We do not want what we deserve. Mercy gives you what you don't deserve. And we want mercy when it's dealing with us, but so many times we sow judgment with other people. We talk about what they deserve. They ought to get what they deserve. But when it comes to us, oh, don't give me what I deserve. God, you know I'm working on that thing. You know that thing that I did again and again and again and I messed up again. God, have mercy on me. Amen. But when somebody else does something and they did it again, why don't they get that together? And they get over it already. Well, why don't we point that back at ourselves? It's not nice. I mean, it's not desirable point that gun back at yourself, you'd think, hmm. Well, we need to understand the heart of God. Amen. Amen. God loves every person on this planet just as much as He loves you. doesn't love them more, doesn't love them less. Amen. Amen. You're sitting here, and you're listening to the Word. And you're in church, but you know God loves every person out there and died for them, too. And it's so easy to get comfortable and to start thinking, well, it's, you know, God just, you know, we're doing the best we can, best we can, but it's easy to forget that God's reconciled everyone and that what they need to do is act (laughs) on, they need to hear, they need to understand. Now, some people will reject God. Many will reject God. That's a sad thing. God does not send anybody to hell. People send themselves to hell because they reject Jesus. But we want to be the conduits through which Jesus can show His love and show who He really is. And He takes people like they are. And then He starts cleaning them up. Amen? If you said, you know what, I'm really dirty. I need to get cleaned up. But... If you thought you needed to be clean before you got in the bathtub in order to get clean, you would have a problem. I'm really dirty, but, you know, I can't get in the bathtub because I'm dirty. What's the point of getting in the bathtub or the shower? It's to get cleaned up. You know what a lot of people think? They can't go to church because they're not ready. They're not perfect enough. They don't don't have their lives together. Well, that's like saying, you know what, I'm dirty, I can't take a shower. Well, you know what, church? You know what the Word of God does? It grows us up and changes us, and the filth starts coming off. That's where everybody needs to be, is hearing the Word. You know what, honestly, the church has been judgmental in so many areas. You ought to do this, you ought to do that. Well, that's true. But again, is that what helps you get over things? You. You dummy, you messed up again. You shouldn't be doing that. You know what that'll do? Drive you right back to do the same thing. Because what's the point? What's the, you don't have any hope. It's mercy. I'm not negating sin. Sin will kill you. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. We don't want to mess with it, but, you know, most people understand this. Now, there are people that are hardened and are shoving it in your face and saying, no, this is right. That's a different matter, but don't treat everybody like they're there. A lot of people aren't there. That's another, that's another thing. They need something else. A whole lot of people that they're just messed up because they don't have God. And we are, we have given, been given the ministry of reconciliation that Christ uh, was in Christ reconciling the word to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them. Do you, do you, is that, that's mind boggling. You realize that God is looking at everybody through faith. He knows who will serve him or not, and he's not going to force them. But he believes the best. He's love. And you may have given up on somebody, but God knows whether they're going to turn or not. He will not give up on them. He doesn't condone everything they're doing, but He will do everything He can to love them. That ought to be our attitude. I'm not saying it's easy all the time, let's be honest you dealing with people, whether it's in your family or outside your family. Uh, we are so quick to get short with our family or our friends or anybody. But again, just, just be patient with me. Right? You guys are not going to agree to that? Not going not gonna to acknowledge that? Well, that's not me. Come on. That's all of us. We're all tempted to go in that direction. But God is not imputing their trespasses against them and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. He's committed it to us. We are the vet, the vessels that God is going to work through to reach this world. People don't just, a lot of people that if they're not already with God, they're not flipping open the Bible just randomly. They might see somebody on TV, thank God for the people that are, are ministering to them, or they might come across a website. Thank God, we're, we believe that. But there's got to there's be things, ultimately they got to come in contact with people. I mean, they can have an experience with God on, the, on their own, but we have a responsibility, even if they do come into contact with some of that, it was generated by people. Right? We're putting things out there so that people can see things, so that they can come in contact with the Word, with the Christ. These are all tools to get it in front of people. They see this, they see this, and then they see the truth and they have an opportunity. It gives God an avenue for them to act on the Word. And act on the pulling that's already there. God has already reconciled them. This is an opportunity for the Holy Spirit to work and to draw them so they can get more, so they can start getting free, because God paid the price through Jesus for every person that's breathing on the planet, every person that has walked and will walk. Let's keep moving. Verse 20, then we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. It's through us. Go to, uh, can you just put that up in... um, We'll just read, we've read it before, 19 and 20 in the New Living Translation. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. Next one. So we are Christ ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. He's making it through us. Everybody say God's making his appeal. Making his appeal. Through, me. Through, me. through me. Through me. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. Now, please put up uh, Matthew five verse thirteen. This is really where I want to get to today. Jesus is saying, "You can." We'll just look at this, and then I believe we'll, we're going to spend some time in John. Matthew five thirteen. You are the salt of the earth, but if salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is, it is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. You. Now he's talking to, just, you know, to, to the people that are following him here, but we're going to see many scriptures that talk to us as believers And what Jesus said here is true, his words are true, and he is calling us the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men. Notice that. That they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Let your light shine so shine before men. Can we put this up in the New Living Translation? You are okay, go to the next verse, please. 14. <coughs> we'll just jump to the next one. You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. Next one. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Can you go back to the New King James? Verse 16. Or actually verse 15. So, it says, Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but put it on a lampstand and it gives light to all who are in the house. He said, we are the light of the world. You don't put a light under a basket. What's the point of a light? It's to give, it's to illuminate. What's the point of a light that then you put under something? The light's doing nothing, might be generating heat depending on what kind of light it is and then you might have a fire, (laughs) depending on what kind of basket it is, you know this is just a bad picture. Thinking of a candle underneath like a, you know, some kind of woven basket that's not going to go well, everything burns down, no a light's supposed to be out in the open so that we can see it. Next verse. Let your light so shine before men. Let your light so shine, where? Before men, before people, in front of people. In other words, our light, we are, like we said, ambassadors for God. We're we have been given the ministry of reconciliation. What does that mean? We've been given the ministry of reconciliation. That means to reconcile others. So how are we going to do that unless we're with other people? How? And this says to let your light so shine where? In your room, locked up. You don't talk to anybody. You don't interact with anybody because you're just communing with God. That's not our job description. Amen? Amen. We, but I, I'm not, we're not preaching on this to be hard. We just need to look and understand God has given us the ability and the job description to reconcile others, and we are a light. That means we can be seen. Whether you know it or not, just walking around, you have a light. If you walk godly, you're different. We don't sometimes understand how different we look. I'm not talking about in a bad way. Maybe we'll touch touch on that. You just walking according to the Word of God makes you different because the world is sliding. And what... You know, if, if you if you hold up the standard of the world and say, well, if it, that's gonna be your standard, well I look good, it okay, you know, against everybody else. Well, what looked okay ten years ago, I mean, if you were if you were walking around 60 years ago before I was born, I mean, there's a lot of different culture. Stuff that flies today would stand out completely before. When I was growing up, stuff that it's like, whoa, it's just kind of what everybody does, would stand out completely when I was growing up. You, we cannot go by that. We, so you just acting on the Word makes you just stand out and you're a light, whether you know it or not. And we need to let it shine. You know that little song? Let your light, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. We have this job description that we are to let it shine, not hide it. So we're supposed to let it shine where? Before men, before people, in front of people. And we have sometimes the, I don't know, the tendency just to kind of shut stuff up and be like, well, you know, we got our little club here. I'm talking about in general. It's easy to be taking care of just what we think we need to take care of But the fact is, us just just letting Jesus shine through us. Remember, it's His ministry. It's His work. It's His light. It's His life. We are letting that come through us. Let's go further. Let's look at uh, John. John 1. Go ahead and turn over there because we're going to cover, I think, a few scriptures in John. Glory to God. God is faithful. He is good. He has such good things for us and in us. We need to understand what has been deposited. We say we're lights. We need to understand we are reflecting His light. Uh, John 1.1 1, 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not comprehend it. Talking about Jesus. In him was life and the light, life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not comprehend it. Jesus came to earth, the darkness around him did not comprehend the light that he was. But notice, the light shines in the darkness. Let's go to verse 6. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness, to bear witness of the light. See, he, Jesus is the light. Jesus is the true light. You and I are working with Him, just walking around. We're supposed to be conduits of His light, not your own light. We don't have to try to work something up. All we have to do is just let Him flow through us. And you just showing up and doing what He told you to do, you're already letting that light shine. Because it's not normal. The world does not act like God normally as far as His ways of doing things. The world is selfish. The men are selfish. Mankind is selfish, self-centered, going to do what they need to do. And us... Just opening up and showing them God is our light shining. He is the light. We are just letting His light shine through us. It says, He was the light. To be- there was a man came for a witness, <coughs> John. Notice what he did. To bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. See, we aren't the light either. We're to bear witness that there is a light, capital L. Jesus is the light. You and I are bearing witness to the fact that He lives and that He has reconciled the whole world. When when people see you and see me and our lives, it is bearing witness that there's a God in heaven and there's a Savior. See, the pressure isn't on you. All we're doing is reflecting Him. You don't have to be somebody else. You don't got to get in somebody, somebody's face and preach. You don't got to you know, have some five point mini sermon to give them. You just have to be, what has God done for you? You don't even, you're not as they're asking you. Just be led by God and just be open that you're going to share the light. Just being nice to somebody is sharing the light of God with them. But don't be timid from letting them know, real what why don't 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 shy back from letting them know why you are like you are you know sometimes we have a tendency okay now they're they're asking me i know the real reason but i'm going to give them a reason that kind of you know isn't going to be i don't want to mention jesus or anything if people are asking you have every they're asking we are ministers we're reconciling you give them the real reason why Tell them, mention Jesus, say him. That gives God Almighty the avenue to there because they're already asking you. They're looking at you. They're saying, so how do you do the such and such? Give them the real answer. You don't have, well, I don't have my life in nor I can't do, no, you are already a light. Don't discount it. This is part of who we are. D- the devil try to talk. Well, they don't really want, they don't want to hear all that. They do. People want to understand they see you, they understand you're real, you're walking in the real world, and what helps you? Well, actually, you know, if somebody said, Well, I read this blog and I got, you know, I mean secular blog and I'm I'm subscribed to this, they'd be like, Oh yeah, cool. But then, you know, why can't we say, you know, honestly, I I know God and He has helped me so much. I believe Jesus is my Savior, you mean in your own words, and you know, how is your marriage doing? Like, you know what, honestly, if it weren't for God and, the, and his, his effect in my life, I don't know how we'd do it. Whatever the words are, it's you. You don't have to get some, somebody else's message. That's their message. You tell them in your words, what does it mean to you? That's, that's being a light. You don't have to force it. See, so we've thought, oh, well, we've just got we to gotta work something up. I've got to, you know, have these points and... No, we have to be us, but just be open to be the light. John was bearing witness of the light. All of us are bearing witness to Jesus. We're not the Savior. We're not perfect. Yeah, we might mess up, but he isn't messed up, and he has reconciled every person. That's good news. It said he was not that light. Okay, so this, this man was sent. From God, whose name was John, verse 6 This man came for a witness to bear witness of the light, that all through him might believe. He was not that light, but he was sent to bear witness of that light, that the true light which gives light to every man coming in the world. That was the true light. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right. To become the children of God to those who believe in his name. Now skip down to verse 16. Or, sorry, we're going to go to chapter 7, verse 16. How are we doing? Praise God. Let's go over to John 8, verse 12, actually. Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. He is the light of the world. If we follow him, we will not walk in darkness. But if we don't follow him, people are walking in darkness left and right but we have the light. If we walk after Him, we are lights. We're going to see that. We are walking after the light and we are reflecting that light and we have actually become lights. Our job is just to walk and to make sure that light is seen. Praise God. It's not about now, go back real quick to the verse we are. We're going to read a couple of scriptures and then move on. Uh, what, what was the verse we were just on? 7, verse 16. Jesus answered and said to them, My doctrine is not mine, but his who sent me. If anyone wills to do his, his will... He shall know concerning the doctrine, whether it is from God or whether I speak on my own authority. He who speaks from himself seeks his own glory, but he who seeks the glory of the one who sent him is true. He who speaks from himself seeks his own glory. See, we don't need to be concerned about ourselves. We need to understand we are just reflecting him. Take the pressure off He who speaks of himself and is always talking about how they're doing something for God or how he's working through them is focusing on the wrong thing. All we need to do is say, It's Jesus. It's him. I'm just reflecting him. I'm just going to walk to the best of my ability reflecting him. He's the Savior. I'm not your Savior. You're not somebody else's Savior. See, sometimes we discount the light we have because we think we have to be something we're not. Let's let Jesus be the Savior and us just be the messengers and the reflectors of Him. Let's skip down to John 12, verse 35. Then Jesus said to them, A little while longer the light is with you. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness overtake you. He who walks in darkness does not know where he is going. While you have the light, believe in the light, that you may become sons of the light. Now he's talking to them. This is before he was uh, crucified and rose from the dead. He said, While you have the light, believe in the light, that you may become sons of light. And it's a few verses down in verse uh, 46. He said, I have come as a light into the world that whoever believes in me should not abide in darkness. So Jesus came as the great light. Anybody that believed in him, they became light. Now, they are not lights. They are not the great light, but they are reflecting him. So he came, paved the way, the, light, the world is dark. He came in, shone Light. People start believing on Him. They start sharing that light. The Gospels were written. The the Epistles were written. That passes down the light to us, and now we, as believers, have found out about the light, and now we're reflecting the light and going about being little lights. And little lights are supposed to be seen. Let's look at at a few scriptures in, um, we'll just put these up. In the epistles, Ephesians 5, verse 8. We are now lights for him. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Notice that. For you were once darkness, but now are light in the Lord. We were all once darkness. We were all in the dark. But now we are light in him. We were the people that did not have the light, but now we have been reconciled and we have been made part of the the, the system that creates that brings people in to, to light and then they become lights. But we're not the light. We're not the great light. But we are. Sons of light, and we are light in, here it says, light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit is all in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. Have no fellowship with unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Philippians 2, verse 14. Do all things without complaining and disputing that you may become blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you shine as lights in the world. See, we are in the middle. This applies to all men and it just feels like it's getting worse. But it says that you would be children of God without fault fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you shine as lights in the world. You shine. We shine as lights in the world. We are to shine. Do you realize? You know, if if you think about it, like right now, in this room, if you were to pull out and you wouldn't want to do this again, fire risk, but if you had a little candle or a match, that light, you'd be able to see the match, but it would do virtually nothing for illumination in this room. Why? We got lights above, and they're doing a fine job of illuminating. You pick up, put a a match here, it's not gonna do much more. You can see the match, you can see the flame, but as far as your ability to see, it's not being helped. At all, but you do that same thing in a completely dark room. That one little light can be seen from a great distance. The darker it is, the more each individual light shines. And you know what we do as Christians a lot of time? We get all the lights together. It's like you get them all to us in a stadium. And everybody's like, "Woo! I got my light, I got my light, look at my light. And you can see them all, but they're not really doing anything because you got so much light. But you take it out in the middle, you know, of the country at night, you can see that thing for a good distance because there is no light around. You know, the other night we lost power for a little bit and that, when it was really windy. I'm telling you. You you don't notice how much light is just going down the road until there is no light. And all the, you know what I'm talking about? When there's a power outage, all the little lights that are in the houses, even at night, if you see, go by a place that doesn't have power, there's no light. And even those little lights have gone. You take it for granted because you think it's quote unquote dark. Well, yeah, it's dark relative to day, but it's, it's, it's really dark when all that light goes out. We don't understand how much light we're reflecting. And you know what we have a tendency to do? Let's get about, around all the other lights and let's just make sure, You know, ooh, your light's a little bit different, Hugh. That's really awesome. Hey, I like your light. And <laughs> what kind of light do you have? Ooh, I'm gifted in this type of light. And that's what we do. We talk about all that. I'm anointed in this kind. We talk about all the light. And it's all this light. And outside the stadium, there's complete darkness. And if just one person... No matter which light they have would step outside, that light can be seen. And when we go and we start getting just around people that there, there's no darkness or there's darkness there, you, you shine more than you know. you just showing up. You don't have to preach to them. you just being there. Light. Just, just showing up because it's reflecting him. Praise God. We are lights. The, can you put up Proverbs 4.18? You don't have to turn there. Proverbs 4.18, But the path of the just is like the shining sun that shines ever brighter into, unto the perfect day. The way of the wicked is like darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble. That is so telling. See, The world does not understand what, what, why is this going wrong? Why is this going right? What do you need as a reference? You need the light. You need to realize if you turn all the lights in here, even with, you know, if we, if we turn all the lights in here, mixed up all the chairs, turn it, let's say we mix up all the chairs, turn the lights off and then throw you in here, and tell you just to make it over to that door and you couldn't see anything? You'd be bumbling around. You don't know what you're hitting. You don't know how because you can't see. But you just take a little bit of light, you could see the whole thing. The world is bumbling around, and they need the light just to show them. Well, guess who, guess who that is? With somebody else that's, quote-unquote, anointed to do it. No, thank God for the anointing. But you know what? We have been given the job description just to be lights, just in normal life. Just wherever we are, just to be like, you just showing up. Light's here. You don't have to get cocky about it. Because we aren't the light. God's the light. We just need to be like, you know what, God, I'm just showing, just me being here is more of a light. We need to understand that we are carrying the, the life and the light of the Almighty. And regardless of what we think about ourselves, we need to understand, we need to get our eyes off ourselves and understand it's not about us, but we have been, been given the actual role of being a light for Him. And you are going to walk places and be places that God Himself is depending on us. Not, don't take that as a crushing pressure, but we are the arms and legs and mouth of God on the earth. And so where we go, we're supposed to just be walking and just be reflecting Him. And He'll help us to do it. If we were to say, wow, you know, So somebody takes their light and they start going out into the darkness to try to show the way. If you were to say, oh, wait, that light doesn't, I mean, it's a little flashlight, but people have no light. And so you're trying to help and shine the light on the path. If somebody were to say, that's not big enough light. You need to get like, you know, a soup. You need to get a hefty, hefty flashlight. We need like, you know, something on a generator. If somebody said that, and they don't have any light, and they're just trying to see the path, how helpful is that flashlight at that point? It's immensely helpful. You know, you get out your little phone, and it doesn't have to be on full blast, just the light of your screen. Right? You're a bit bumbling around, and you just take that light out. It can illuminate the whole ru- the room. You know what sometimes we do? Oh, I'm nothing. I don't have anything. I, you know, if I had, you know... 30 or 50 or 100 watts of power here. That would, that's really what's needed. I can't talk to that person because, you know, I just, I'm not all that. And all they need is your little light, your little screen is enough in their life. They're like bumbling around the darkness and you just going like this. They'd be like, they could just, you could be the answer pointing them to the real light. And then they come to know God and they start growing up. And you're like, what? That happened with me? Yeah, because we're just reflecting him. You know, we disqualify ourselves so many times like, no, I'm not ready. My life is not, my my, my light is not near bright enough. I I can't, I can't see anything. And they're just bumbling around and you're just shining a little bit on their path would help so much. We just need to look to him, understand that he is the light. He is the capital L light. And we are the reflectors. We are the lights of the world. Guys, there's no other light. There are no other lights. It's the body of Christ. And we have the ability to do it. And if we'll just humble ourselves and say, Well, you know what? My light, I might not be the brightest light, but my light is yours, God. Wherever you want to shine it, it's okay. I'm open. God can do amazing things. Amen.